Indeed, welcome aboard to Portobello Radio. We are doing another one of those fantastic Hive Pavilion talks. Um, in the background, we have the most incredible Klaus Berger, um, who is a fantastic artist. Uh, this particular talk is being led, um, I think, by Harry and Klaus. Um, uh, and indeed, it is a conversation led by artists, taking on two very different uh, labour migrant views about their experiences of EU migration. Um, uh, this, is, uh, this chat is called love can wait um, and indeed well it's going to touch on many subject matters that I'm sure is close to everybody's hearts uh, where we are now um, how we live how we can afford to love in times of uncertainty so that's absolutely fantastic let me bring the team in in the background and you guys can get going there you go thank you very much Greg and thank you for joining us uh, who, who are listening so class yes um Hi, class, and thank you very much for the Dutch Embassy for making our talk today possible. Um, thank you. And uh, yeah, class, let's, um, I suppose, over to you first, because you invited another guest to discuss this topic with us, um, and he's not yet managed to make it with us. So I think that's actually quite an interesting, um, interesting aspect, and it's, it's very relevant to our discussion anyway. Yes, I met I met him on the streets of Plovdiv, uh, then preparing to be uh, European capital of care. And Plovdiv is a very interesting city. Uh, that in the city center, it's a beautiful, very very old city full of ancient buildings. And in the city center, old people talk Bulgarian, and nobody, not so many people speak speak the language we talk in now. Not so many speak, people speak English. But when you go to the neighborhood of Stolipinovo. Uh, it's 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 a it's a poor neighborhood, um, um, and and over there you find lots of people uh, speaking English, talking English, able to talk uh, French or even Dutch, and um, this is because because over there you find the people we call migrant workers. Right. And out there on the street, I met several people and I invited one of them uh, to join us in our talk. And um, uh, during uh, we, we, on Instagram, we, we chatted and, and, and he explained uh, because we planned this talk uh, two weeks before or so. Uh, but yeah. then we didn't manage to, to do it. But then he said, I'm in. But now he's on a move in between, in between Germany and the UK. So I don't know exactly uh, if he's able to join. Maybe he will join later in our talk. I sent him the link to our uh, Zoom, uh, the Zoom link. So we will see if he will join. Okay. And so Sando um, spent, you, you met him in Plovdiv in Bulgaria. Exactly. And you were in Plovdiv on, uh, because it was capital of culture. Mm -hmm. And the project that you were doing there took you to a specific part of Plovdiv, um, which is where you found the labor, so many people speaking so many different languages. Um, and that, that, that's kind of quite interesting because what you describe is a very cosmopolitan environment. Um, exactly. So, in a way, poverty is a very international thing. Mm. And it's so cosmopolitan because it's, it, it, it sounds like the 
European Union dream that everybody can come together and everyone speaks many, many different languages. Um, I speak quite a few languages and I like to go all over the place and I feel I'm a committed European and I can migrate while I can until the 31st of December this year, migrate anywhere I like. Um, mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's the case, if that's what you saw in Plovdiv as well. Uh, was it such a happy scenario? Was it uh, so imbued with positivity? We will, we will find out. We will find out. Um, uh, but when you uh, when you Google, for example, this neighborhood, uh, the neighborhood is called Stolipinovo. You find all these words uh, related to poverty in uh, in, in in the Balkans. Mm. Um, uh, it's it's uh, the word ghetto. Um, uh, it's it's um, uh, it's it's a neighborhood uh, uh, prominently inhabited by by people. Some some call themselves Roma, other calls the others call them gypsies. Um, it's uh, um, uh, it's also a neighborhood where uh, when you are born there, it's hard to find a job in Bulgaria. So talking about this feeling of 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 in this international atmosphere, I think there are two groups connected to this idea of, of being international. It's the elite on the one hand, who is able to, well, you can call them expats or sometimes you can call them tourists. And on the other hand, there are these people who are forced to search for work uh, outside uh, the place they live. Mm. The forced to work for look for work outside the place place they live is a very different um, distinction to being an expat perhaps although mm -hmm. there are certain languages and especially in the the departure of the European Union that the UK had there was a lot of talk about those kinds of people um, mm -hmm. but those kinds of people seem to be at the heart of the European project um, and poverty is also at the heart of the European project, perhaps. Yes, it is. For example, to, to give you a little example of someone else I met, it's not Sando, it's someone else. It's the, oh. the, the son of Enver. And um, uh, Enver had, has a beautiful small workshop and uh, Enver only speaks uh, Bulgarian and, uh, and Turkish. So we, we were able to communicate uh, through uh, Google Translate. And then suddenly, the, the next time I was there in Solipinovo, his son, uh, I, I met his son, and he was able to, to, to speak English and German uh, because, as he explained me, I'm here for the summer holidays to pay my father a visit. He's, he never gets out of this neighborhood. With his turning machine, he makes 300 leva per month. He has to pay 60 leva for electricity, 150 for food, just for himself. There is no money left for cigarettes or a cell phone. I went to Germany to work in a factory. With a similar job here, I make 10 euros a day, but in Germany, I earn 8 euros per hour, 1200 euros per month. So you can imagine my choice. And his son lives in Düsseldorf. Mm. And then that has an effect on the, the, the labor. Do you think it's set, it's, the design is to economically settle everybody out so that there's an equality in the future? I mean, maybe that was part of the remit of, 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 of being given this commission for um the capital of culture you know how wonderful this is that we can all move together and then eventually all of our salaries all equal out or do you think there's something else going on there um 
Yes, you could say that. That's part of the project. But on the other hand, Bulgaria is the country with the fastest shrinking population of the European Union. And um, when you are on the uh, where you when you are outside the bigger cities in Romania, you can't find a doctor anymore because all doctors move to Germany. Mm. And indeed, there was something uh, in the the global. Um... In, in, in global migration as well, doctors um, in, in uh, Nigeria, for instance, um, there are there is only one doctor per. It's it's a ridiculous um, brain drain from Nigeria of doctors who come over to the UK um, because mm -hmm. the, the the salary is better, um, and that's fine. And there's a sort of tiered tiered thing of the these rich nations who go well. We'll have that, and we'll pick and choose. The problem with the the European project, what is 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 also that um, we can pick and choose, but also this free movement leads to other things as well. I mean, you've yes, done and a... and talking about this free movement, we tell half of the story because yeah. I don't know. Uh, in the Netherlands, uh, they always pay. They always talk about about the netto payers of the European Union mm -hmm. uh, the, and and the receivers. But and, and then, of course, Western Europe and also uh, the UK, when it went still inside the European Union, was, uh, was, wasn't a receiver. Um, mm. But then this very interesting uh, EU politician from Romania, she told, I forgot her name, but, but she, she, she said, you know, people never capitalize the value of the people, of the migration workers. When you... When you when you think about the value of this, uh. the West is a receiver. Western Europe is receiving lots and lots of value through these workers. Uh. But we never discuss this. We never discuss the value of these people. Well, you you've uh, part of your practice. You've discussed that as as well within the Netherlands uh, with a large project that that you do about. Um, now this is going to be quite interesting to try and explain to uh, a British audience, but um, your project's called Camping Kafka. Kafka. Mm -hmm. And... Um, well, it's it, Camping Kafka, I can, I can explain. Yeah. It, it enters this topic through the housing market. Yeah. And where do these people live? live? Where do people uh, who, who are in the middle of this system of labor migration, where do they live? Because, you know, in, in, in the Netherlands, to, to, to afford... Uh, to get to, to to get entrance to the housing market, you need to you need to afford you need to you need to earn a lot of money, and uh, so so um, and 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 you when you want affordable housing, you have to wait for years. When you want social housing, you have to wait for ten years. Oh. So you find these people, these these migrant workers, on on very strange places. Uh, for example, on camping sites, camping grounds in these uh, cheap camping homes uh, or in caravans uh, where they live um, uh, for this time they work with this farmer or um, or when they are they, they are brought there in small vans and or some small buses and then they are they are there the next morning they are brought back to the distribution center or the meat factory uh, where they are working and uh, this was also really clear. I don't know how about the situation in England, but 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 also in Germany and in the Netherlands, it was very clear 
uh, clearly visible during the, the corona crisis, during the lockdown, because this kind of housing isn't corona-proof. Oh. Being a labor migrant means you have to you have a chance 50% more chance to die from corona than regular people. Yeah. The interesting thing as well is is uh, within the UK they they have agricultural housing uh, which mm -hmm. is often substandard um, and not very not very good and those are for labor migrants and it's part of the um, it's it's part of the deal if if it can be described as a deal. Um, but it's not illegal to house people in those terrible conditions. Uh, it's just tough. Whereas in the Netherlands, I believe that it's against the law to live in a holiday village. But everyone turns a blind eye because it seems a bit more convenient because then at least the things get picked and that's fine. Uh, the and same it's, not, it's not only it's not only labor migrants working in these in these in these in these places. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, our president uh, Mark Mark the government, the national government, during the, the lockdown, they weren't able to 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 close camping grounds uh, because then suddenly it would be visible that there are 200,000 people living there and then suddenly there would be 200,000 homeless people extra in the Netherlands wow that's extraordinary yes and it's similar in the UK because uh, last year I was in, I was in and I did a residency at Cove Park in Helensburg uh, mm -hmm. and over there there was a camping ground close to this uh, close to golf park where 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 where, where I, I didn't do research on it but i was told people are living there also mm. so how to get affordable housing yeah and where can how we to, live yeah. yes and where can we live and especially when we organize labor in our in our society in in such a way that you can't afford afford housing anymore. Then, then what's the value of labor when there is no real connection to the housing market anymore? Mm. Mm. And this is the, the this is the society. These are the cities we create. Yeah, and that even has an effect on um, artistic practice, for instance. I mean, the the interesting thing about uh, the Pavilion Hive is that most of the 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 hive. In fact, I'm one of the exceptions because I'm very much a labor migrant. I live all over the place. Um, but most of the hive live and work within the community of North Kensington. Um, mm -hmm. I've, a, a place I've been privileged to, to work for well over eight years now. Um, and I keep on you know, maintaining those strong links with my colleagues and the community there. However, this is unusual. Most artists flit around because we we exist in that intersection of neoliberalism and precarity um exactly so you'll go to you know it's unusual indeed that you are keeping contact with the people you worked with in plovdiv it's unusual in community arts practice um lots of lots of socially engaged practitioners wouldn't they'd turn up and they'd leave you know you know, but this is the great tool of our times. It's called Facebook. It's still the, the best tool, you know. <laughs> also, the migration crisis, uh, the, the way people organized uh, um, uh, the trip between Syria and Greece, Lesbos and, 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 and to, to Germany uh, during the, the... Still now, it's organized through Facebook and through Instagram. 
So this is also it's it's public space used to build communicate communities. Mm, mm. And it's so we commercial space, but 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 you know the, also our shopping streets are are are, are changing. <laughs> That's true. That that lead that that, that leads into um, a, a talk that we had um, earlier on Facebook um, uh, about. Um, about collectivizing Facebook with Jonas Stahl. I don't know whether you know Jonas. Mm -hmm, yes, um, so his project is to collectivize it with uh, Jan Fermont as a as a public community resource because it needs to be collectivized because it is now so vital to people continuing to have links um, that are meaningful. Um, exactly. Exactly. Um, I was wondering, do you think it's it's time that we, because in your practice, when you were in Plovdiv, you, you spent some time writing and it might be good to, to maybe hear some of the, your thoughts that happened at the time um, that are, are in a, a, a pamphlet that you published called Love Can Wait um, about the time when you met with, with Sando. Does it so, so seem like the the right time to, to read next yes, that. yes true yeah. it's completely true because now we are talking a little bit abstract and i yeah. I, I always prefer you need them to understand the subject or to answer yeah. it but yeah. i always prefer the personal the personal stories yeah oh yeah. yes please so um helen one of our our, our hive members has 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 been uh, we sent this to her so that we'd have a different different voice um to, to read this so if if uh, I suppose we just say take it away, Helen. If you could um, just just read this short excerpt, it would be great. Thank you. I met him a few days ago at the party. A guy wearing sunglasses. Two days after, I saw him prepare a barbecue together with some other familiar faces. So many parties now. I'm not used to this. He smiled. Luco is his name. This afternoon, he has time for a talk. He offers me a seat on the sidewalk next to a shop. Across the street, two men are welding a fence. A boy is grinding the steel, one of the many iron workshops here. I'm a good boy working for my family. I've been married now for four years. I have a daughter aged three, he tells. I show some pictures of my daughter and ask about his marriage. I married young when I was 20. After that, you don't get the life you want to live. Luvko sighs and introduces me to Sando. This is my cousin. He is from London. He speaks English better than I do. He talks to Sando in Romani. Most people marry at a young age, Sando says. Then your life changes. You have to put your family in first place. That happens a lot here. People don't care about education. Why don't people care, I ask. It's a ghetto. When people are young, they want to go out, drink, smoke, meet girls. They fall in love and start a family. Suddenly, they regret it. Because without education, you have to work like a slave, especially here in Stolopinivo. I grew up in London. It's very different here. A car drives by. It's a grey Ford Sierra station wagon, noisy, like the exhaust pipe is leaking. When it's quiet again, Luca goes to the shop. Explain the difference, I ask Sando. Here in Stolipinovo, we are equal, created by God. 
We don't divide. In this aspect, it's better here than London. Over there, when they see you're Bulgarian or Roma, they look at us like we're not human. But here, we're completely torn apart from Bulgarian society. Considering jobs and education, London is a lot easier. Again, a car is passing. This time it's a big black car. It stops in front of the iron workshop. A guy gets out and walks towards the two men working on the fence. They start talking. The boy stops grinding. Sandal continues. In Stolipinovo, you make money the way you want. He points to the other side of the street. These guys, for example, started an iron workshop, but in London, I have the chance to go to university now. The street in front of us gets busy. From the left side of the street, two men and a woman are approaching. She is wearing a long skirt. One of the men carries a shopping bag. The other one has some leaflets in his hand. I can't read the Bulgarian text on the cover, but I recognize the layout, the watchtower, the magazine published by Jehovah's Witnesses. From the right, a short guy walks towards me, directing his gaze at Tari. He asks in neat English, are you with them? No, I am here with them. I point to Sando and Luko, who just returned with some water. I want to ask you something. Not so many people like you come here. I am surprised by the way he approaches me, so I shake hands with him. He introduces himself as Peter. This is what they called me in England. He gives me his phone number and says, can you please call me when you're finished? When it's quiet again, Sando continues. My dad was the first one to leave Stolipinovo in 2007. Not because he didn't have any money, but because he wanted to get out. Now he is settled in London. We started living there years ago. He rubs his nose. Right now, I've got a girlfriend here. Our parents know we can't be together without getting married. When I want to see her, I have to stay here. When I go to London, we are separated. But if I stay here, I won't be able to get a degree. And this will be a problem in the future. Now that I have the chance to go to university, I don't want to miss it. So I have to choose between love and university. You're in love, I smile. It's a mutual feeling, he answers. Love can wait. Yeah, love can wait, but I don't like the feeling of missing someone. Suddenly, Steffi is there. The girl I met at the party, six years old. Hey, Steffi, how are you? In her hand, she holds a yellow brush. You know my sister? Sando asks. He was at the party, she says to Sando, watching me. I don't feel well. My tummy goes bum, bum, bum. Steffi touches her belly with the brush. Then she hits my knee with it and hangs against Sando's leg. I'm hungry. More people come to us. I'm introduced to Iwan, Athen and others. Livko asks Iwan to buy kebabs. When he returns, we share food on the sidewalk. I call Peter. I recognize his face among the people on the streets the moment he waved to me. I want to talk to you in private. Peter, I used to have a kebab restaurant in London, but the place burned down. He didn't have insurance. I lost everything. I want to go back to London, but I need 150 euros for the flight. 
I can borrow it here from a local boss, but then I need to pay back 240 euros in 15 days or they'll threaten my family. I don't want to work with them. Can you help me? I get 280 leva a week as part of Adata AIR. From Dutch perspective, it's not enough. I need 1,250 euro a month to make a living. But here in Stolip Novo, it's a lot. You're not the first one asking for money, I tell Peter. When I start giving, it will ruin the reason why I came to Stolopinovo. It will make me into a competitor of the guy you don't want to borrow from. I don't have the power nor the money to do this. I'm here to learn about Stolopinovo, about people who have had to migrate for work and to prepare for next year when Plovdiv is European capital of culture. So from this perspective, what happened to you is very important to me, but I cannot help you with money. Peter nods. May I introduce you to my family? Thank you, Helen. So that's <clears throat> a very moving story, especially at the end. Um, I mean, yeah, class, it's, uh, it's a really difficult dichotomy we, we get, especially as, as artists working in public space, working in other cultures, I think the the, the answer that you, you you gave gave then it's uh, yeah. I wonder if you could expand on 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 that and, and the feeling there. Um, Peter and I, we we uh, after I left Plovdiv, uh, we kept calling each other, hmm. and uh, two weeks after I left uh, Plovdiv, uh, he called me and he said, "Hey, I'm in Utrecht." I'm working in a kebab shop uh, and there uh, they offered me a thousand euros a month uh, but i have to work from from uh, i think he was working then from two um uh, two in the two in the afternoon until two in the night um uh, and and then he could sleep for some hours and then that's like he explained his life and he said it's a small room it's a dirty room i have to sleep this is not the work i came for uh, so then, uh, by 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 a cheap bus, uh, he he left again, and uh, after a week he was in Copenhagen and he did a similar job, and then um, he 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 left again because he didn't like the job in Copenhagen, and he left for Germany because because in the end he preferred Germany because the communities of migrant workers in, in Germany are bigger, so helping each other as a as 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 a, as a, as a worker is easier there. Um, and then we, we, I couldn't, I, we, we, I, we aren't in touch anymore because he's, the, the, he, he changed cell phone numbers. Mm. Um, uh, but yes, this is, this is, and, and also because, you know, it's not only these people depending on the money that's earned, but it's also a wife, a mother, children depending on this money. So going back without money makes no sense. And on the other hand, you know, Sando said this, you have to work like a slave. So it's compared to this concept, we are saying each other about we, well, this is, this is gone now for this was a 19th century century concept, but this feeling of, of working like a slave, it's, it's really there in these lives and, and people are, 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 are living this life. Mm. 
and it would seem again in 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 industries such as fast food industries that are just for the pleasure and the consumption of excess wealth well it's not only fast food yeah. it's fast food it's farming it's it's mm. distribution centers for, yeah. for 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 you know for supermarkets for 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 web shops it's yeah. everywhere the direct customer contact is not there so where you don't have to speak the language in, in also in in, in in you know in, in, in care or everywhere that where, where in, in the Netherlands where you don't have to speak Dutch and in your country where you don't have to speak English so mm. when you are the, 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 when you're cleaning dishes in a restaurant you know you find these people everywhere mm. and it's not only you know it's not only people from it's also like you said it's people from Nigeria it's people from Vietnam it's people from you know it's pre in, also in Poland you know it's people from Ukraine doing the jobs the Polish people who left aren't doing. Mm. What's the solution? How can we we try and find a more equitable path? Um, then within, when you want a solution, yeah. you have to define a problem. What's the problem? Mm. Well, the problem to, to me seems too much uh, economic consumption. Okay, so then it's very clear mm. we have to reattach the value of money with ethical value again. Mm. So mm. it's the end of capitalism. We should stop capitalizing our bodies. We should, we should stop sexualizing female bodies and capitalize the way we sexualize them. We should stop capitalizing the power of male bodies and make and train them to be strong and aggressive and then the lesser educated men are ending up in jail. Mm. We should take care of each other and ourselves, mm. of the of the of the the world we live in. It's really simple. I think one of the the the, the, the dichotomies of the recent, um, the most recent crisis, because late capitalism lurches and jumps from crisis to crisis, because we had the crisis of the economy that was someone else's fault. Now we have the crisis of Corona, which was someone else's fault. But um, it's all is that there's an opportunity to look at um, what we do and uh, an opportunity to, to, to have more solidarity and be kinder. But certainly within the European Union itself, that didn't happen at all. Um, there's, there's been a marked lack of solidarity and there's still a lack of solidarity with the UK just doing exactly what it pleases, etc., yeah, etc. So we should start, well, the way to, to, to reattach uh, these two ideas of value, I think, uh, could happen through citizenship. Mm. So public values, public space, public values, like, well, it starts with, with creating these, uh, these public spaces where we can discuss these topics and start learning from each other. Mm. Uh, but then, yes, you know, it's, it's, Oh no, Helen, could you read the final page? Because this helps, I think, with, uh, with, 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 with the conversation we, we were in now. I am glad I called Francienne from Fair Work, a Dutch organization dealing with the exploitation of migrant workers and prostitution. She connected me with Dragomir, who introduced me to Evengi from the Autonomous Labor Union. To visit him in Varna, I rented a car. 
I quote from the great book about migration in Bulgaria Evenkin gave me. The irregular migrant and the poverty migrant are the battleground for re-establishing the borders of the state. Its power, its power politics, social engagement, and dimensions of citizenship are all tested and established through these figures. On the opposite end, the so-called mobile elites feed into the imagination of a globalizing borderless world forming a complete distinct conceptual framework. When I return to the car, to the rental service, I also use a Western Union money transfer office. I talk about the purpose of my trip. The guy at the counter gives me a full insight into his perspective. 70% of my clients is gypsy. They can work here in agriculture or construction and get 500 or 600 labor. If they have a license, they can be a driver, but most of them can't read. And when you can't read, you can't get a license. So they go abroad for work, for prostitution, or to get social money in Germany, or, wait, where are you from? The Netherlands. They are doing the same thing everywhere. They take money from the government for the kids, although the support is not high. Don't you get this money? Yes, of course. We get the same for our kids. Do you think the situation of these people will change? Changes in progress, because the influence of European trips improves their attitude. Our gypsies cheat, lie, and don't go to school. You should go to police station number six, the one in Stolipnovo, and ask for their opinion. But the gypsies who come back are well-dressed, clean and educated. So the European gypsies are inspiring the gypsies from Stolipnovo. Listening to him, I think, love can wait. The future will show what kind of love will come. The abject hostility in that is... Um is is yeah class <laughs> yes yeah of course you know it's really simple as long as we allow groups in our society being perceived like this there's no fair chance for these people mm. so yes this is why we are here white elite talking about the thing we call a problem mm. so it makes no sense as long as we keep on talking like this without sando peter without these people you know mm. it's this is why i think these stories are important because you know still it's too hard for peter or sando or other men from there or women even women from there to 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 be in this talk how yeah. how how we create a public space that's safe for them to join you know also in the netherlands you know i i i i, I always when i go somewhere to work on this topic i try to be there with sando or with dumitru or with you know I won't go there alone, but still, yes, of course, then suddenly just f a few minutes before, 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 before the, 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 before it starts, then I get this call. Sorry, I can't be there because 
You know, because... it's hard. <laughs> it's hard when you are when you are unsafe in our society. It's hard to stand up. Yeah. And it's almost as if the society's the, the the deal of the society is to continually make people unsafe. Um, exactly. That's how we make money. You know. Yeah. Economy is just making money. You yeah. know, when there is one euro going out, you want two to get in. This is creating inequality. Yeah. The the one interesting thing I I had a I because I obviously stay in Rotterdam quite a lot and I had a meeting in Rotterdam with some uh, politicians um, about um, th th fines because people get fined and it's almost like a cultural thing in the Netherlands you get 15, 14 euro fine for driving etc etc you know if you drive mm -hmm. too and it just gets paid automatically and Dutch people and my Dutch friends sort of think it's funny and it's, oh, it's another bit of tax but actually these politicians were looking into what happens to people who don't quite understand the system and those fines rack up really quickly exactly. and then and then there it becomes a business in itself because they get contracted to you know there's some private contractor who tries to make 50 bucks off or 50 euro off the people who didn't quite understand what they were being fined for etc 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 exactly and when you don't understand the system or when you live on this camping on these camping grounds and you go you don't have an official address so you don't you don't get the letter telling you that you have there that there is this fine mm. then suddenly this fine is a lot of money became a lot of money and when the police stop you you have to pay it at the moment mm. and then when you can't you know even in the netherlands and, and they are changing this system now but until a few years ago it just And you just end up in jail, mm. in prison. So then poverty is an entrance into being a criminal. Yeah. And poverty is only part of not knowing a system that you had no idea that you were going to know, that you needed to know in the first place. No, but um, poverty yeah. is just created by the economy we're in mm. Mm. it's a concept it is very much a concept um, it's it's interesting as well the, the the way that we're all here sitting on our in our own apartments in or in our own studios um, Yes, we Discussing are. This. Yeah. We are exactly. We are, and that's 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 our guilt. Mm. We are the mobile elites, uh, and we are feeding with this radio show. We are feeding into the imagination of a globalizing, borderless world. Yeah. Uh, and that's why the Dutch embassy wants to fund this talk. And and you know, we are cool. Yeah. And then the the interesting thing is that that with the the funding becomes the marketing. And the marketing is fine, but at least the, the discussion can be about something with a bit more bite, which is good. However, in the UK, for instance, um, a charity is no longer allowed to do political activism. So yes, some of, of our, course. so because some of our, yeah, it, it, which is, yeah. Because, <laughs> you, because, you know, it's also in my artistic practice, when I cross the line into our, in, into activism, then public funds say no to the project mm, absolutely and we when we constituted as a as a collective when the, we we did that this year as a group um although we'd worked informally for the last five um 
one of the things that took us such a long time was to try and work out which legal entity to create so that we could still do things that were activism, so that we were able to do whatever we wanted. Um, and we weren't blocked and cut down by this new way of policing and another structure of policing the thought. Um, in, in, and it is, it's, it's a form of censorship. So if, you, if you say that you can't have public funds to say that negative thing against society or mm -hmm. that positive thing or to ask for change. And, and, you know, I think activism can be a first step, but this, the, the, there is also another possibility. And this is why I always try to take Sando with me or take Peter with me or take Dumitru with me. And, and this is also what should happen here, you know. It's, 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 we should create, uh, well, these, these, these small spaces, these safe spaces, these small corporations, these, co this, this kind of collaboration where it's not just elite people, not just white people, not just, you know, however you want to, you want to do it, but we should cross the lines. And yeah. this is also why, 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 you know, why being an artist to me it's 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 a first step to resist to this to this storyline of of problem based or or or, or commercial uh, um, uh, behavior uh, that you can collect stories and try to build these communities and still it's hard because because public space is not public space it's elite space it's just like housing is elite space when you can afford it you can be there And these people who can't afford it, they aren't visible. For them, for when you are an illegal migrant and when you're in the UK now, it's not safe to be out on the streets. Oh. It's not safe to speak out on the radio. It's not safe to speak out. The thing that I found quite interesting about the post-Brexit political narrative is the way that it's shifting towards this sort of neo-Victorian... Um, idea of British decency. Um, so, for instance, Nigel Farage, the, the famous um, demagogue politician from the UK who was very instrumental in the Brexit vote, has now got his... Um, keeps on complaining about migrants crossing the so-called so illegal migrants. He's a bit like um, your, your right-wing politicians calling... referring to humans as legal, not that a human can be illegal. And so he, he's, he starts talking about this sort of in this very paternalistic way, saying it's not fair for them because they will become slaves. And we're better than that. Come on. We should not let them in and then we shouldn't have any slaves. So this is completely disingenuous othering argument um, that's saying labor migration means that people are slaves. Well, actually, that's just shifting the problem to the worker rather than making the person who's paying the, the people the problem, which is the biggest problem. Or, yes, but in the end, you can you, know. you can you can you can say I don't want any migrant worker anymore in my neighborhood, but mm. still you are part of this economy of outsourcing mm. work to the countries where the labor is still cheaper, even cheaper. Yeah. So you know you can say I don't want to see a single slave anymore, but these slaves then are in a different country, country and they're still producing your food, your clothes, everything you need in your normal, in your everyday life. So it's just a way to create extra invisibility for these people. That's, 
that's the whole thesis of Thierry Baudet, who, for the listeners um, in in London, Thierry Baudet is uh, is is a is a Dutch politician who is the leader of. Uh, it's the Dutch party. Nigel Farage. You can you can. Uh, yeah, he's the Dutch yeah. Nigel Farage, and in his PhD, which he wrote at Oxford, um, and was supervised by Roger Scruton, who's a very well-known now deceased um, far um, conservative uh, philosopher his PhD thesis says exactly that his conclusion is you know we don't need an EU we need a sort of rough economic friendship with all the rich nations and then everything can be made somewhere else all the dirty stuff can move to put to, to turkey or somewhere else and they can just sort of ship it in we don't have to see it it's yeah so no... so you know yeah. victorian language this kind of concept is mm. just re-establishing colonial frameworks yeah so it's exploitation yeah it's just slavery it's slavery but you know, it's like it's like in the Netherlands. You know, in the Netherlands, in the, until the until 1863, slavery was forbidden in the in the Netherlands, but it was allowed in Suriname. Mm. Mm. So we just used this country to produce, produce tobacco and sugar, and, and you know, it was it's the same system. Yeah. You know, it's what we do with our with our data centers, with our with our with our you know. Um, in, in, in I've, the, the the book um, um, that was given to me by by uh, Evgeny, uh, the guy from the from the from the labor union in Bulgaria, it, 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 it's 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 talking about about migrant workers, but it's also um, uh, uh, talking about uh, outsourcing destination Bulgaria, new patterns of labor migration, and the rise of call centers in Bulgaria. Mm. You know so. Running a call center and and inviting English-speaking people to work in this call center and then working within the British market from Bulgaria is much cheaper than running a call center in London. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know then well so your call center is still in the EU. Mm. You, you've I've seen I've seen adverts. I was very interested in the whole mythology uh, recently. I've been researching this mythology of the 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 um, the migrant worker who has his laptop, the sort of designer or whatever, and they go from one place to another and they go to hostels, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and you can actually, once you start getting looking, doing the research, you end up getting adverts because of the cookies for special opportunities for sort of peace working but it's digital peace working and you can just be in your laptop somewhere uh, working for this company there's a guy actually in um, Tel Aviv who I know is researching all of these false opportunities for this mythology of the of the young and this is this is an interesting one of the sort of 20 21 22 23 year old who is a graduate actually very much like um, like Sando University is important because then I can go on my laptop and travel the world, but I'm still doing piecework for 10.34 an hour yes. um, whilst I do data, data capture, data analysis. But I've had to have a degree in order to get on that treadmill. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, at least I have a nicer Instagram lifestyle. Yes, so, so this is also, you know, in, in, in Stolipinovo, Sando is elite, 
and yeah. Sandro has access to internet, has access to in Instagram. But on the other hand, there are these people. Um, uh, these 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 uh, these car rental uh, guy is 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 talking about the people who didn't have access to to education, mm. and uh, education in this neighborhood is bad because of the stigma of the, of the, of the, of the way uh, um, uh, people have prejudice about about this Roma community, and then there is no teacher wanting to. So it starts with. With, with fair chance and equal chances to, to, to everybody. And as long as we create through our economies this kind of inequality, we ruin what we are creating. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have to change economies. We have to change our economy. We have to change how we think about value. And I do, I do not mean money with value value of different humans and human interaction yeah life on life a, in general yeah. because it's not only human it's also biodiversity it's also earth it's also uh well it, we need to take, take care of each other it's 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 mm. the second wave of feminism that asks for this you know <laughs> should take care the value of care yeah and uh entering into the symbi symbiote scene rather than the anthropocene which is uh yeah. Actually, another talk that we had as part of this series. It is quite interesting, though, as um, although we're talking, this is a, a sort of a Dutch, Dutch-funded talk program. All of the talks do really go quite deeply into a social justice and reframing the world and, and remaking it in a in a much more positive way. Um, and obviously, we curated this with our with our friends across the North Sea, like you, because we have um, we're inspired by what you're doing. Um, but there is something about that place in the Low Countries for its what you might be perceiving as pos uh, as uh, as problems. Why is it that there are there is such a strong caucus of Dutch artists who are working within this space and? Making making success out of it a positive success. I, th I think it's good. Do you think it's do you think it's because of your funding ecology? Do you think it's because of your education as artists? Do you think there's just a a, a gestalt shift within the Netherlands, or do you think I'm just being far too optimistic and it's actually terrible? <laughs> uh, I I think all of them. Uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, um, uh, you know. Also, uh, uh, you know, also in the in the 16th century, uh, uh, on the other, on the one hand, uh, the, 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 the 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 Dutch entrepreneurs then were creating this powerful fleet of ships, um, uh, creating this Dutch colonial system, and on the other hand, uh, Spinoza lived in the Netherlands, so. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I think, you know, there is, there is, in Dutch society, I think there is always the, this, 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 this kind of society where, um, where we are not so good in connecting these two sides of the brains. Uh, there is always the salesman and, and, and the preacher man. Uh, and, and so, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a son of a preacher man. It's true. I studied theology before I went into art, and 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 I I, I so I don't know if it's right. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm. Uh, 
yes and yes i think you are you are right it's it's good and it's not good it's 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 a positive thing and it's it's also a lack of of uh you know it's it's beautiful words but then how to change it why why it's you know it's really hard to work on these topics and to mm. to 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 make it more than a story it's so it's i'm also unable to create a safe space for sando how mm. <clears throat> and that is is that your responsibility yes it is ethically or is is it not because that oversteps your your societally defined role as an artist it's a it's a dichotomy that's really um impossible to answer i think in in many many ways yes um, it's impossible to answer in beautiful words and it's uh, and it's what exactly is society is there such a thing as society uh, you know because in the end uh, i'm also trying to to enter the housing market and i'm uh, i i'm also trying to make money with this with these things you know i'm mm. also part of the elite Mm. Uh, so maybe uh, uh, should I give up being part? Well, use it in such a way that that's what that's what you're what, what you're told. Now, please uh, keep on working like this because uh, you are you understand you understand how it works. So 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 well, tell it, make it create. That that's how I try to work uh, mm. as an artist. Create creating visibility uh, uh, through uh, this kind of opportunities. Uh, um, uh, well, on, on on these topics, mm. on on this this question of of are we able to take care of each other? Do we allow each other to can love wait? You know, <laughs> very very true. I mean, it's um. Do we want? Do you do you want love to? Well, you know, yeah. Sandra is not here, so it's a sad evening. Yeah, you know, we didn't manage to organize it in a safe way. Yeah. Because he was in transit from Germany, probably as well. I mean, well, I've done also, this. Yeah. Maybe also because before you were in transit, and, and yeah. you know, we agreed to do it, and then you weren't there, and then yeah. you know, yeah. it's a one try, a one time try, and then a second. Well, do you did why why you know you don't know yeah, yeah. why, but this is how it works out. It's very true, very true. I think nuance is really important as well. It's really not, um, interesting the thing you said about copper bottom, um, about the Dutch merchantmen, the Dutch ships, col colonization. Mm -hmm. And the Dutch were such successful traders because they had copper bottomed boats and they had the copper that came from the Fugger mines near Augsburg. Mm -hmm. Augsburg has the world's oldest, uh, or the modern world in European hegemonic, hegemonic terms, um, the oldest social housing um, that still exists. Mm -hmm. And it was set up by the Fuggers from the profits from colonialism. There's so much nuance. Everything goes round and round and round. Um, and I suppose it's whether we place ourselves outside of this or inside of it looking out. And where is our viewpoint? And where's our standpoint? Well, I, 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 I'm trying to... to, 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 to... You know, because because the next time step on, on on this topic is, I'm I'm now in the middle of trying to 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 create a a, a job agency, uh, and we want to run it as a cooperation. Mm. So uh, the, the, it, it's not it's not profit based, but it's it's it. So 
to me, this is the biggest question because also you can also tell the story of this guy, uh, the, the founder of the North Face, who, who, who created uh, plastic soup uh, by the by the, the way he created uh, clothing, and then he sold this company. And when he was retired, he bought this huge piece of ground in Peru and created a nature reserve. And then he died because his his plane crashed uh, when he was inspecting the the um, uh, the. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the ground, the, the, the forest, mm. you know, we, we are ethical when we are not working. Yeah. So how to work in an ethical way? Uh, and I think this in the end is, 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 the, uh, is, is the way we can, we can try to change. So create values that are used in an equal way to everybody. Mm. And love can wait. Or should love wait. I think it shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Well, um, Portobello Radio being a station that is famed for its uh, healthy timekeeping when uh, by, by, by me, I see Greg on the Zoom kill laughing at me, but it is... Uh, 1858 um, UK time and I think that means that we have to conclude our very very um, uh, interesting discussion it's a pleasure talking to you Klaus and talking about your practice mm -hmm. and talking about the ethical considerations and also your view also of the, of the whole of um, the Dutch scene as well at the moment I, I, it was brilliant that you had so much richness to, to what you said so thank you very much and um, thank you sorry that sando wasn't with us yes uh, i missed him yeah okay brilliant all right so say good night and um i'll see you all um later all right ciao ciao Portobello. 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 Portobello.